In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Isn't God awesome? He is amazing. I'm so glad to be with you, those of you that gathered here, those online. And, uh, you know, got kind of messed up with, uh, we did Christmas Eve service Friday. And not that that messed me up, it's always one of my favorite services. We did communion, we were gathered, we had a packed house for Friday night. It was so good. It was great to be with you. And uh, to broadcast that online and all that, to be together. Um, but, you know, since we did uh, church on Friday, then yesterday was Monday, you know. And I, uh, I was a little bit uh, messed up, you know. So I knew that yesterday. I mean, we woke up. It's pretty cool. Kim and I, uh, for Christmas, we were uh, by ourselves in the house, which that hasn't happened in many, many years. And so it was kind of nice to have that. They all came over, and it was amazing, and I love being with everybody. But I put a reminder in my phone that today was Sunday. Because I don't trust my own brain, you know, because I've learned through the many years that I've lived that I better put something down somewhere to remind myself that today's Sunday because, you know, we went to church already, so obviously it's the next day, Monday, and so today we wouldn't be here, and here we are. It's amazing. God's so good. And as I did that, coming to the Lord and asking him, like, God, what is it that we're doing? Because preparing for the Friday service, very different than what we're doing today. Coming to the end for the last Sunday of 2021, looking ahead into the new year, I uh, just talking to the Lord, and he's, he's so amazing, and he's so faithful. He's so good, man. And as he talks to me and challenges me and draws me on this journey with him, leading me when I let him, it's incredible so good and so here I am with you in this last Sunday of 2021 and I want to give you a prophetic message for 2022 God is up to something and God will continue to do stuff all right there's your prophetic message in case you were waiting for the big one that's it God is up to something and he's doing something in 2022 and I believe the move of God that has been happening will continue. As long as we stay obedient to the Holy Spirit and surrendered, God will continue to manifest himself as God, and he will do God's stuff. All right? And so God is inviting us on this incredible journey with him, and he's like, I'm in this, and I'm doing something. And so I anticipate great things happening in 2022. How about you? Amen. All right. I want you to know this. That wasn't real loud, so I hope you're with me. But hey, let's do this. All right, here's the deal. That means that you're going to be challenged. You're going to have trials. You're going to have difficulties. And things isn't going to all be smooth. Not a lot of enthusiasm there, you know. We're all in for, yeah, God, do your thing. Well, I want you to know that's where God does his thing. It's in the midst of all that. Because this world is full of chaos, and he warned us, and he said, you're going to have trials and sorrows and difficulties here, but hey, my followers, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And so I look at this, and I'm like, 2022, whatever you got, whatever you're bringing, my God has already beaten you. And therefore, I stand here full of joy and anticipation and saying, God's able more than able and he is ready to meet the challenges that come our way when we remain obedient to what he's calling us to and yep we're talking about obedience today it is it's been our theme of 2021 it's the theme of scripture from genesis to revelation it is god calling people to his way and not our way it's all about our surrender and that's what it is and so as i look at this and i contemplate my walk with god I want you to hear me that, church, I have learned things and I've shared it with you that as I look back in my life, I realized what God had been doing so many times in my life that in the moment I was clueless about. And so I know this because I've learned that, I'm probably clueless right now about what God's doing even in this moment. But if I follow his lead, I will be able to look back and say, God was all over that. He's so good, man. He's so here it is, man. You know, I was 19 years old when I gave my life to Christ. And, um, you know, when you're 19, if you're 19 and you're here, just, you can plug your ears and ignore me right now. <laughs> but, you know, when you're 19, you know everything. And... You know, you just, you know that everybody older than you is stupid, 
and you know there's like this whole thing that you're going to do the right way um, and all that that was going on so that was Dave and then all of a sudden in the midst of that you know wisdom I met Jesus and uh, he called me to the surrender and I knew he was there and I didn't want him and I had rejected him over and over and over again in his amazing love he patiently called saying come to me come to me and when I finally responded to him Kim was my girlfriend we gave our lives to Christ together that day she was 18 I was 19 years old and we said yes to Jesus that was a long time ago church I am 59 years old and so I was 19 and I can do this math and I already tested it in the last service and they affirmed <laughs> that I've been saved for 40 years <laughs> I mean, that doesn't seem possible. And uh, is Juliet with you guys over there, or is she downstairs? Oh, good. I'm glad she's downstairs. Uh, Eden and, um, and his wife over here, Jennifer, uh, their little daughter, Juliet, you know, she thinks I'm in my 30s. I didn't want to mess her up, you know. That's why she's my favorite in the whole church. <laughs> she knows her mom's in her 40s, but she thinks I'm in, her th in my 30s, so you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, when she runs up to give me a hug, you know, you guys all have to step away because that's my favorite little child in the whole church, just so you know. Um, and I think it's hilarious, you know, when we look at that. But now, in reality, as I look back on those 40 years of walking with God, and literally within the past couple years is the only time that I've actually come into understanding of this, that what God had been doing in my life all along. And what I saw was there was a pattern that I had been going through, that I was in the pattern. Remember I said in the moment you're clueless? In that walking through those years, I did not realize that in my walk with God, so let's say that was when I said yes to Jesus. I'm over here and I'm lost down there. Let's just put me down there. I was down there, I was lost. And when I said yes to Jesus, it's when we get saved. So we get put into a new level. We're a new creation, and we begin a, a walk with God. And so as I began that walk with God, now that I'm over here, I'm not going to go as far because I didn't have much left at the end of the, in the other service. So I'm going to stay here so I have a little bit of space. But anyway, so when I look back now, you know, church, I want you to hear me because it's, God is so good, man, so good that when I look back on my life, I see that as God was leading me on this journey of new life, that he would take me to a place and they weren't all the same. They're not like a pattern time frame, but God would draw a line in the sand. God would, not Dave. And he would bring me to that line. I was clueless in the moment, but I would come here and God, what this line was, is God was dealing with me about something in my life. And he was calling to me saying, Will you surrender? Will you give this to me? And if it wasn't a surrender moment, it was, will you do this for me? Which is still a surrender moment. No different, right? It's either a do, don't do, give, take, whatever it is. God brings us to those moments, and there I was. I was at this line. I didn't draw it. I didn't make it. I didn't ask for it. God said, here we are. What's the answer? So as I've navigated through life in this walk with God, I've recognized something that I want to share with you right now that some of you have already heard from me and Ashley already told you that, my niece, um, you know, surrender, trust, and obey. So here it is. As God brings me to this place, he's asking me to surrender whatever it is in me to give to him so that he, in turn, can give the direction I need. Now, when God speaks about that and I have to surrender to it, I have to trust him in the outcome right now that it's right. And so when God says, do you surrender? Yes, Lord, I surrender. Do you trust me? Yes, Lord, I trust you. Then do it. Then the obedience aspect comes in. When I surrender and trust him, I have to take that step. There's an act of obedience in my life to what God has revealed, to what God has said, what God has asked me to surrender so that I step into the obedience that he's asked me to do. So looking back on my life, I see that I have crossed many lines, many lines in my life. And so church, 
This is what I have learned and I want to share with you as we move forward. That I, in my earlier years, made a list of my life's uh, commitments and what they are. And, you know, the, my, the, the name is out of my head because I said I'm 59, so it's gone. Uh, but it was, <laughs> I have a list of convictions and uh, these living truths that I have. And one of them is that I'm committed to change, right? And that's one of my life core values is, there it is, that's the word I was looking for. Um, my life values, my core values is I'm committed to change. And it's not that I like change or wanna do all that stuff, it's just that it's part of life and you gotta do it. And so in this journey with God, God's always changing us, always. We cannot stay the same and walk with him. God is a creative being. He is a transformational God. And therefore, he's not going to leave me where I was. He's going to take me to new places, and he's going to remake me. All right. So then as I look back and I see that, I see God's hand. And church, as we do that, then God's taking us into new places. So even on this service today, as I come to you, I'm doing something that I've never done before in all the years I've been a pastor, however many that's been. One day I'll figure that math out. I know it's 30 over, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you that I'm going to do something that I've never done before. It's a 915 service, so I guess I have done it before. It was the last service. But I'm going to talk about Christmas on the day after. It's the 26th. Because if you know me, I love Christmas. It starts the day after Thanksgiving, and it ends midnight the 25th. So the only reason this is still here is because Yolanda's out of town. <laughs> all right so you see throughout my life i have i love and celebrate christmas and the advent season we didn't sing any christmas songs today because christmas is over <laughs> time folks pack it up this afternoon i will eat lunch and then i will walk in my garage and start bringing the boxes in it's gonna happen just want you to know you can this is a prophetic word we are beginning to disassemble Christmas today. And if we didn't have church today, it would already be happening. And more than likely, it would have been done today because it's over. It's over. No, it's over. Today's the 26th. Christmas is the 25th. Okay? You follow me? All right. So I'm like moving along in this thing, and I'm like, yes, let's go, man, because the last four Sundays I had to follow well, I messed it up, but it was peace. It was supposed to be hope. It was hope. It was supposed to be peace and joy and love, right? So those are the four Sundays of Advent. So it's like, all right, God, and God moved and all that. I'm not making light of it, but I'm like, yes, here we are, December 26th. God, what are we going to do? How about a message on obedience? Like, really? We've been doing that all of 21? Yes. Do you trust me? Of course, it's all about whatever you want, God. And so we're going to read Christmas verses. Can you believe it? <laughs> You're welcome. For some of you that struggle with that, and don't take your decorations down till March. <laughs> I am praying for you. And anyway, Easter's coming, you know what I mean? Pack that stuff up and get ready. <laughs> so we're going to read the Christmas story, and we're going to read it from two perspectives, and it's important that we read it because I want you to see not only in the Christmas story, but as you look in the scriptures and you begin to look at men and women of God who followed God, they had this exact same pattern in their life. God is so awesome, man. So what we're going to see is that Mary and Joseph was brought to a line, and God said, will you surrender? Do you trust me? And will you do what I'm saying in obedience? It's pretty awesome. So here it is. They had to surrender to what God was saying, trust him with the outcome, and just act on it no matter what. So let's see what we see in scriptures as we read the verses. And I'm going to let you know right now that I'm not reading all of them. We read them on Friday. I'm going to just grab a couple of them out here just so that we see that absolute pattern in the whole story that's going on. You ready? Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Okay, so how would you like to have that vision? 
Seriously, now, would you guys pause for a minute and let's put Mary and Joseph in flesh and blood like me and you? Because sometimes we read the Bible and we kind of put them out there somewhere like they're non-human. Let's hear this from the human perspective as Mary, a young girl, walking through life, engaged to Joseph, looking forward to her future, all of a sudden has a vision from an angel that completely disrupts all of her plans. Right? She's engaged. She's planning a wedding. All of a sudden, she's told, you're getting pregnant. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Just put that in the flesh for a minute and think about it. And not only are you going to have a baby, but I'm telling you what you're going to name him. His name's going to be Jesus. So, of course, like you hear this message of the unbelievably crazy sounding God stuff. And this is what happens. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen i'm a virgin like you know i know that you have to have sex to have a baby i'm a virgin never had sex i'm not married i'm supposed to get married but i'm gonna have a baby now folks see the thing is is that mary knew god's word and and they had been taught females were not taught the same in that culture so don't be offended when i say this but you know as we look back in that and and the the message from god that he, through the prophet isaiah that a virgin will conceive and have a child right Okay, so Mary was a virtuous woman. She was following God. She was passionate about who he was, obviously, in her life. She had found favor with God. But she hears a message that is completely contrary to everything, right? How can this happen? I'm a virgin. I know there has to be sex involved. I know I can't have a baby unless I am, and I'm not even married. The angel says to her, because remember, this is flesh and blood, and she's asking a legitimate human question with God. And the angel replies, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Talk about a mind-blowing message. Like, no sex involved. I know there's some stupid faiths out there that talk about the Holy Spirit having sex with Mary. Nobody had sex with her. She was a virgin. The glory of God, the power of the Almighty, the Creator, came and planted perfect human him in the womb of a woman and became a living human i mean that is awesome but can you imagine hearing that ladies this is what's happening she's got an engagement ring on her finger so to speak and she's told right now you're gonna have a baby's name gonna be jesus god's doing this mary here you are so how does mary respond so great man listen to it church please hear it today I am the Lord's servant. <laughs> May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. See, there was a surrender and a trust in the message. It didn't all make sense in the moment. Her human logic said, I can't have a baby, but God, if you say so, I'll trust you. I'm your servant. See the obedience? She stepped right in. She was like, I'm your servant. Let it happen. Look, was and were there potential consequences? Church, think about it. An unwed pregnancy. Do you know in that day that meant instant death for someone that had committed adultery, taken outside the gates and stoned, you were killed? That was the law. That's what happened. And she stepped in and said, Yep, whatever you want, God. Engaged. She's pregnant. Don't you think that maybe in her little head there were these things about a conversation with Joseph that was going to have to take place and like, ooh, how's that going to go over? Joseph, I want you to know, buddy, that I'm pregnant. But don't worry, I haven't cheated on you. All right, now, seriously. Don't you think that was in there at some point? It had to have been. She was human. Like, I trust you, God, but that guy over there, you know, what about him? All right. Okay, so as we see this then, the yes, Lord, of surrender and the trust and saying, yes, she's pregnant, she's engaged, whatever you want, God, I'm all in. Okay, so now we're going to read Joseph's side of things. And let's look at what God's word says about this story in the context of Joseph. 
This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. So let's pause here for a minute. First, I want you to see what an awesome dude Joseph was. I mean, he, he could have lost his cool. His fiancée was pregnant. He could have taken her out in the streets and rightfully, by law, taken her out and had her stoned, right? He had not heard from God yet. He obviously hadn't had the conversation with Mary yet, but it was obvious she was pregnant. So it was obvious to obviously it was obvious that she was pregnant so something's showing or something's happening and so here we are she's engaged and it is in this precise moment you see this moment where joseph's like what am i going to do see now look he doesn't know this you and i do by looking back god brought him to a line here he is my fiance's pregnant all of our life, we were already planning out. I had a thought and a plan and how things were going to go and what was going to go on. Here I am. She's pregnant. Now what? Oh. Hmm. And I always pondering, what's my next step? Listen to God's word. As he considered this. Have you ever had those times where it's just kind of like a season of pondering, like, oh, what's next? What should I do? Trying to figure stuff out, trying to make sense of it all. When things don't make sense, when you thought you had a plan, when you thought you knew exactly what was going to come and how things were going to go, all of a sudden, everything out there has now been disrupted. And here you are, contemplating. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. <laughs> God's awesome, man. He's so good. So here's Joseph. All these thoughts have been flooding his mind. He's not sure what to do. He's contemplating his next move. God shows up and says, do you trust me? She's pregnant because this is a miracle that I have done. The, the baby she's carrying, the boy, you're going to name him Jesus. Did you hear that? Joseph, you're going to name him Jesus. <laughs> What's he going to do? Joseph has a decision to make. Do I surrender to the message God's given me? Do I trust him in light of everything that in the human world doesn't make sense or is even possible? When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and he took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. <laughs> cross the line baby I'm all in God whatever you want <laughs> I love it man. it's so great isn't it as we look at this thing and it's like man God you asked me to surrender take a pregnant bride don't touch her she has to remain a virgin take her as your wife care for her raise this child I want you to name him this there he is now bring him up because I got a plan. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't think probably I'm just, this is totally ad-libbing in Dave, flesh. I highly doubt that Joseph thought, we're going to get married and have a baby in nine months and change our life forever. I don't think that was probably in his plan. I don't know. I don't think too many people do that. Like, yeah, it's going to happen probably in six months by the time she was showing her three months or whatever it was. Like, we're going to have a kid right from the get-go. Let's make it happen. Let's go. Here we are, man. You see God saying, like, will you trust me, Joseph? Will you step in, contrary to your culture's teaching, embrace a pregnant girl as your bride and keep your hands off? 
what an awesome dude. Talk about surrender and, and trust and obedience. There it is. It's right there in the Christmas story in both accounts. Okay, so church, the aspect of our obedience to what we know God has asked of us is critical. And it will not only impact our lives, but the lives of people all around that we don't even have a clue about. And when I look back in my life, I want you to know that it's easy for me now to see things. Like I said right now, I know God's up to something and God's doing something. I don't know where the next line is. I know there's a line coming. No doubt about that. But I don't know where it is or what it's going to be. Right now, like... I'm in this in-between space where I'm walking with God. I'm in obedience. Don't know what the next step is. Just trusting. I do know this because I've lived long enough with God now to know there's a line coming. <laughs> so let's go back in time. Here's Dave. He's, he's in one of these moments. He's walking with God. God's changing him. It's so amazing. It's like, it's just so cool what God's doing. And here we are. God brings me to the another line. Now, I've been walking with him for a little bit of time now, surrendering, reading the word of God, praying, like growing, like, oh, I just want this. This is what I've been missing my whole life. Seriously, that's what I felt like. It was so awesome. It wasn't just a feeling. I just, it was everything. And God brings me to this place, and he said, Dave, will you give me this? And I was like, oh, <laughs> you don't mean that. I know you don't. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'm legitimately straight up with you. I'm saying like God literally brought me as I was seeking him at an altar during a revival service. I was walking with him and wanted everything he had in my life. I was preaching at that time. I wasn't a pastor. I began preaching two weeks after I got saved. I'm preaching, living, loving it, everything about it. And all of a sudden, God throws something at me like, here's the line. Hey, what about that? Will you give it to me? And I'm like, uh, you know, you know, I mean, have you ever had the nego never mind I already know you have you know you begin to talk to God about stuff and I'm like oh you don't really mean that what you're saying is am I willing to and I'm like oh yeah so I need to change how I do that in my life it's going to be different from here on out so what I'm trying to do is an end around on God like I don't want to say yes but I'll definitely be obedient I'm going to be obedient by doing it like this yeah so he's like go have at it man so there I go, go back. And I'm running around over here doing that. And God's like, Dave, come to me, come to me. Because I recognize that when I say, you know, I'll do it like this, I won't do it like that, I'll be this, I'll, you know, all these things that I'm convincing God that I'm a man of God and I'll do it, but I can still do it and be okay and be a man of God, right? So here I am, I'm over here and I realize that that same passionate desire I had for God, his word, saying yes, doing whatever he asks, begins a little bit of a fade in there, you know? And there was this coolness in me and I did not like that. I wanted God. So I'd begin to surrender and say, talk to him and saying, God, I want you, I need you. Fill myself with all these things. And so I'm, you know, walking, walking, walking. And guess what? I come to this place again as I'm walking with God. And God's like, hey, come here. And I come over there and he's like, say yes. <laughs> Man, I thought we were past that. You know, <laughs> I, uh, you know, like, you know, in your heart, you know what I'm talking about? You already know in your heart that we're not past that. But you've kind of convinced yourself you're past that because you've already gone back here and now you're walking up and you're feeling good about your relationship with God. It's because God's calling you back. You don't even realize, but he's bringing you to that point. Like, guess what? Hey, open your eyes. Hey, look where we are. <laughs> what about it now? Are you ready to surrender? Yeah, you know, Lord, I'm... I, I have to confess to you, thankfully it was many years ago, that we had... Um, a little bit of a pause in this time in my life, God and I. And um, I surrendered to God in, in my contractual agreement. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all yours and I'll do this, but I'm gonna do this like this. You know, I, I did that every time. I was making excuses for what God was actually asking. And so church, I want you to know that when we're in this place, God's not a, like, he's not forcing us to say yes. He's inviting us to say yes.
because see, I have to surrender. If God just grabbed me by the neck and pulled me over, that's not surrender. He's asking for an obedience and love to have a relationship. And so he let me stay here. What's happening right here, this is what we call grace and mercy. This is God just allowing me. Oh, is that crazy? <laughs> to like talk myself out, convince myself of whatever I need convincing. And while I do this, God's just, he's so patient, merciful and gracious. And he lets me talk, 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 talk all I want to. And then when I'm finally done and he's, he brings me here and he goes, you ready now? <laughs> okay. So sometimes, church, I know this about us because I've been there, that we can misinterpret the grace and mercy of God where God just kind of holds us in the season like it's God's affirmation and allowance. And I want you to know it's not. God is not allowing you to say no to him. His grace and mercy are new every morning. And he's so patient that what he's doing is he's waiting for us to get done with ourselves, get out of his way, talk ourselves through, work our way, whatever we need to do because he's bringing us right back here. You will never grow in your relationship with God past this point until you say, surrender, trust, and obey. When I finally said yes to that particular thing that I'm referencing and I stepped across the line, I want you to know that I didn't feel the glory of God flood over me. He didn't wash over me like he has when you say yes. I didn't feel like I got lifted up on angels' wings. No, what I felt was like, Dave, do it. It's time. God's asked, it's time to do it. I was actually crying at an altar in prayer when the evangelist walked up to me and said these very words, I'm there as clear as a bell in my mind right now, knew nothing about my life or anything. He said, you already know what God wants. Just get up and go do it. <laughs> All the tears stopped running. I'm serious. I was like, you're right, I do. I can ask God for more of him if I want to, but he's not giving me any more until I deal with what he's talking to me about. And I got up and did it. Just went and did it. Yes, Lord, I'm done with that. I'm moving on, whatever you want from me. See, church, it was that surrender, trust, and obedience. Now, I'm only referencing that now so that we will walk in this thing together. Because you see, if we don't, we're not only impacting this relationship with God, but we're impacting future relationships that only God knows. And the impact that God wants to make in and through you into the lives of other people. So we'll step forward again into another journey, a uh, place in my life, and I'm not gonna go into great detail, I promise, and somebody can tell me, stop, if I go too far. So here I am, pastor of a church in Michigan, thinking my whole life will be right there in the Detroit metropolitan area because that's where I was born, raised. Now I'm pastor in my second church there. My entire life is there. My wife is there. She was raised there. Our family is there. I'm a Detroit, Michigan guy. Go blue. Uh, <laughs> so here I am, right? This is my life. And God's like, you're done here. And I'm like, uh, you know, that was a whole nother thing. Just to say yes to let go of that church. Like, because I thought my future was there. And he was like, you're done here. And like, okay, so let's step past that. Put your resume out. You get called by Tucson, Arizona to come to that church. Didn't even know what that was. Heard it in a rock song once. Didn't know nothing about Tucson. Looked it up on the map. I'm like, dude, that's Mexico. <laughs> like wow all right so my wife and I are in line looking we did have internet then uh it was like 16 and a half years ago right so I'm looking at Tucson and trying to figure this place out so we agreed to come and candidate here and we fly out we land in Phoenix and rented a car and we drove down and I'm like dear God get me out of this place <laughs> for real that was my response when I arrived in Tucson uh, no offense to you. I mean, I don't want you to be offended at that. This is Dave's flesh, right? And I didn't, I didn't realize because I had just had to cross a line with letting go of the church that I thought I'd be at till I died. So I thought all that was behind me and, you know, we're good to go now. Everything's going to be great and he's going to bless me with what I want. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here we go. 
I fly out here and now I'm like at this line that's like, dude, seriously. I met some of the people of this church and I'm like, dear God, seriously. <laughs> None of them are here right now, of course. There was other people. But anyway, I drive. <laughs> you know, we come down I-10 and you know, that's just such a glorious route right there from Phoenix to, to Tucson, you know. Oh, it still sucks. But anyway, I'm driving down that route, and I'm like, where are we, man? <laughs> I thought I got taken to the moon or something. You know, I'm looking around like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. You know, it was the end of May, beginning of April, so if you live around here, you know what I'm talking about. Everything's dead and dry and, you know. Um, so we're driving down, and we come to the church, and I look at the church, and I was like, oh, dear God, no. It was the old campus on Broadway. And I, I mean, I just looked at that church and my heart just like fell into my stomach and I'm like, God, I mean, this, I want you to know my heart here, right? Because see, there's this line and I'm talking to God. I'm like, God, you know what? I had to deal with that church 13 years ago when I said yes to the last church. I saw that. I am seeing and I know because I've already done this. I see what this is. I see the work in front of me. I see the property. It's old. It's broken. It needs work. The, the sanctuary is like a third of the size of the one I'm leaving. These people, I'm like, Lord, there's no way you're asking me to come here. No way. I know that. I mean, I already know you're not. So thanks for the trip. <laughs> I know that you're just saying... Like, will you? But you're really not wanting me to. So I'm like, that, I don't want to say yes in case he says yes. I'm scared he's going to say yes. I'm hesitant. Because everything in Dave's flesh is like, oh, God, I don't want to do that again. I did that. I don't want to deal with that. I really don't, Lord. I, you know how many times I talk to you. <laughs> had those Moses conversations like these are your people you know <laughs> so you know so what does God do you know he's like surrender Dave do you trust me enough to say yes before you know what I want because I didn't know what he wanted I was scared of what he might want so my yes was not a yes, it was a maybe. But there's always that little footnote with an asterisk down here. Like, God, I know if I say yes, I'll say yes if you say I don't have to. <laughs> that was the whole time. So just to keep a long story short, and many hours of not being able to sleep, sick to my stomach, talking to God, not listening to my wife or kids, walking over here, convincing God that he had something better for me because he loves me, and he'd never ask me to do something like this again. So after all that, you know, come to that point where I can't do anything because I'm over here. And let me tell you that as you grow with God, the grace and mercy thing is not as comfortable. <laughs> it's more like a little jab, you know, <laughs> like... How do you like that? You think you're going to sleep tonight? No, you're not. Come on, keep turning, keep turning, keep turning. You want to eat? Sorry, you don't have an appetite because your stomach's in knots, you know? Um, that's what happens when you're negotiating with God. In case you haven't been there yet, just say yes. Okay? Man, I'm walking through the living room, guys, and I'm like, no, God. I, I mean, I know you don't, and I would fall on my knees. I told you. I would literally fall on my knees in the middle of the living room. Didn't even matter what was happening and just begin to cry out to God and cry my eyes out like, you can't be asking me that. Just tell me it's a no, and then I'll say yes. <laughs> well, you know, that doesn't work because God brings you there, and he's like, what's it going to be? Now, uh, very quickly, I'll just say, you know I said yes because here I am. When I said yes, Lord, and I surrendered and trusted him and stepped in, and I said it at the altar of prayer at the church I was currently pastoring in Michigan, right in that spot that he had told me to come to that church. He said, here, will you say yes to me? And I said, yes, Lord, I surrender. This time, the Holy Spirit fell all over me. God, 
You've had those moments where it's like, why was I doing that over there? There was God, and he embraced me, and he held me, and he says, I want you there. (laughs) See, once you surrender and trust, and you say yes, and you step in obedience, it was, and I'm serious, it was so easy to say yes. Over there, there was no way. But when I stepped over here, it was yes. I got up, and I couldn't wait to get to the phone and call my wife and say, Kim, we're going. She was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> She'd been telling me for two weeks. That's why I wasn't listening to her, you know. You know, tell the kids. We're going, yeah, we know. They were telling me since we were here. But, you know, I wasn't listening because God didn't say it. So they're just people, all right? <laughs> just in my defense, they don't know anything. <laughs> anyway, that was a joke, just so you know, in case you tell my wife later. All right, so here, here we are. Yes, Lord. Okay, so this is the transformation God does do. When I came back to Tucson, it wasn't the same. The people weren't the same. I loved them. I mean that in a really good way because the problem was in Dave. It wasn't in any of the people that were there. It was in me. And so when I saw the people of Tucson, I loved them. I saw the people of the congregation, and I loved them. It didn't mean they had changed. They were still work, but I loved them. And I looked around the environment, and I began to see it differently in the creation of what God had made, and I loved it. I want you to know that I love Tucson. I do. I love the environment. I love the temperatures. Yep, even when it's 115. I love it. I'm not saying I like to get hot. I'm saying I love it here. God changed me. God completely transformed me. And it was all because I said yes. Now here I am, Again, we're not going there because I want to have a lot of life left. But here we are today, and I'm looking back, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, man. I, I mean, church, like, all it takes is for us to not say yes, and where in the world will we be? And what would have happened? Because I look back now, and, I, and I'm seriously like, I can look across our congregation and see your faces. I see your stories in your lives. I see how we've walked with God together. I've seen God do incredible things in your lives as you have said yes and crossed those lines. And together we've been on this journey with God where he says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Where God says, I want to lead you. And as I've surrendered and as you've surrendered, there's been less of us involved because when I first got saved, it was forgiveness, but Dave was still present. And as I've stepped across, there's been less of Dave to get in God's way. And as I've grown through the years, see, there's less of Dave and there's more of God so that God can do the work that God wants to do through me because I'm not in his way. And God's still inviting me. And trust me, there's more Dave to go, okay? I just want you to know, I know that. That's why I know there's another line coming because God's saying, hey, you're not there yet. You're not Jesus. Come on, I got more to do with you and I want you to surrender this. I hope and pray that I've grown up enough that I can see it and just say, yep, God, I'm all in, whatever it is. 2022, bring it on. God's bigger than you. Whatever line is drawn, no matter who draws that line, God's bigger. And I trust him. Don't neglect what God is saying to you today. Church, there is no doubt in my mind that every one of you that is a believer, that has said yes to God, that is filled by the Holy Spirit, you know exactly what God is talking to you about. Now, some of you may be in the um, intertestamental period <laughs> where you're living in this relationship with God, which is so good. Like, that's where I'm at right now. I don't, I don't see the line yet. So I'm walking with him in obedience, but, you know, I already know there's, because I've walked with this, that line's coming, so I'm just going to enjoy this intertestamental, you know, nothingness and walk with God. It's awesome. And you may be there too. celebrate that and just stay there as long as God lets you. But for the rest of you, where you've been negotiating, talking to God, relying on grace and mercy, chasing yourself and your tail, and you're moved over here and you don't want to say yes, the Holy Spirit is calling us today saying, there's a line. We've been talking about this. You already know. So why? 
Why, church, would we linger over here? Please learn from my stupidity. Step up and say yes. There is nothing better than being in the center of God's will in the place that God has asked you to be. Nothing better. Nothing will be... It's just impossible to not be right where God wants you and find fulfillment in life. He's what it's all about. Man, I told him in the last service, I got so many notes. God had a lot to talk to me about this because I honestly have, obviously... (laughs) Issues and God wants to deal with me <laughs> on surrender, trust, and obey. And so there's a lot of notes that He's just given to me, which is awesome, and I'm glad. Maybe we're going to talk about those next week. I don't know. I do know this that we're out of time, and I have a verse for you before we do action steps. And I know that this is where God wants us to be right now. First off, if you've confronted that line and you already know God's talked to you about something and maybe you're still back here in um, negotiations, whatever it is, I want you to know that God is calling you today. You may have been ignorantly, blissfully staying in the grace and mercy stage, but no longer. The whole reason this message is here is God saying, you know, I haven't forgotten. That's where we're all going. So if that's you, um, the altar's open and you need to just come and say yes to him seriously stop fighting stop negotiating stop talking around it stop trying to walk around it when the Holy Spirit says this is what I want you just say yes there is only one answer but it does require surrender and the surrender part is where my flesh is fighting it my flesh is still trying to take control and be God and God's saying I'm God am I God? Do you trust me? So let's read this verse. Uh, the last verse that we read today, Second John chapter 1. Second, I want you to know this. This is a second first. I've never, ever used a scripture out of Second John in all my preaching life. Here it is. I'm writing to remind you, dear friends, that we should love one another. This is not a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning. Here you go. You ready for this? Listen to this one. Love means doing what God has commanded us. Pausing right in the middle of that verse there because we need that to sink in. God's word says this, right? Love means doing obedience, action, stepping in to what God has commanded us. That's pretty amazing because you see the relationship we have with God as we talked about last Sunday is that love relationship. God is love and therefore when God says this to us, he's saying in this relationship that we have in love through Jesus Christ, this relationship of love means you do what I say. Therefore, we need to surrender, trust him in it and obey him based on love. I know God loves me, therefore, why would I think anything other than yes to him would work? (laughs) Yeah, see, I told you, I'm like, I don't know why I have this problem, but, you know, thankfully, it's being surrendered all the time. Love means doing what God has commanded us, and he has commanded us to love one another just as you heard from the beginning. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Have you done that? If you've done that, then I know this, that the Holy Spirit has led you to a point of surrender. Have you experienced a point of surrender to God in your life? If you did, say yes. Okay, so if you've been walking with God for any length of time, you've had that encounter. Don't think that it's the only one you'll ever have (laughs) because you already know God's talking to you right now with a challenge. What's it going to be? Stand with me. Are you living today fully surrendered, fully trusting, and fully obedient? Are you? If you can't say yes to that, here's the altar. You need to come. For real. This is where you need to be. If you are not fully trusting, fully surrendered, and fully obedient, you need to come forward because there is no compromise to what God says. He is drawing the line. And he will not compromise. That's where it's at. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
so much. Holy Spirit, you are so, so faithful. You've brought us to this point so that we could hear from you. Again, God, this is that grace and mercy thing that you are so amazing with, where you've allowed us to be in that place, but yet at the same time, the gentle call saying, it's time. We surrender. I am not trying to tell every one of you at the altar and those of you that are surrendering, standing wherever you are, listen, I'm not telling you just say yes and get out of here. I'm saying this isn't a time for negotiations. You already know. Or you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't have stepped up. You wouldn't have had this conversation with God if you didn't already know. We're not talking about things that you're confused about or things that might be or someone said to you. We're talking about that that God has said to you and drawn the line and said, there it is, that clarity. Just say yes to him, would you, right now? Yes, Lord, I surrender. Again, the flesh is trying to get up and fight that. It's like, no, we surrender. That's the surrender of self so that it might be Jesus. So yes, God, we surrender. Holy Spirit, thank you for your faithfulness in calling us to that place of surrender. God, we do surrender. We do trust you. And we will step in obedience today, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. For those of you that are willing and doing that right now, I want you to hear me. This is your last words as you go out into the world. When you say yes to God and you step across, the devil's like, oh no, I lost that one. I won't bother them now. (laughs) That sucker's going to come after you like, no, you didn't really say yes. No, he didn't really mean that. That's not really what it means. You don't have, yes. Kick him in the teeth in the name of Jesus and rebuke him. You don't need to listen to his junk. He's the one that's been trying to keep you on that side of the line all along. Now that you step the cross, in the name of Jesus, rebuke that. Step in full obedience and step into the fullness that God has for you. There is nothing better and no better way to start 2022 than like that. Yeah. So we have baptism for the first Sunday of 2022 next week. And if God's been talking to you about that, here's your opportunity. Sign up at our website and get baptized to begin the new year. And that walk with God. He loves you. Thank you so much for being here. May God bless you. Have a great new year. You're dismissed. Thank you. Thank you.